This is Sounding Board Parenting. Creating healthier human connections through the commonality of parenting. Exploring the world of parenting with high-performing mums and dads from a range of backgrounds, industries and family dynamics. He said, the whole world looks different. You can do it your way. My life has been fundamentally altered by their existence. I gotta tell you, kids don't stop learning. That is how I changed the story. Babies are instant community generators. My growth curve just like shot up after I had a kid. I wasn't planning any of it. Let's jump in. In three, two, one. I'm grateful and excited to have Dana Hooker here on the Sandy Board Parenting Podcast today. And and I know I'm sure Dana plays many roles in her life, like a lot of us do, especially as as parents. And and one of those roles that I, I have truly admired and, and really enjoyed is is Dana's role as a professional footballer for the mighty West Coast Eagles. Uh, she's the, the vice captain for, for the West Coast Eagles AFLW team. She's also played for Fremantle. Uh, she's got, a, a I think it's two club best and fairest under her belt and, and a couple of all Australians as well. Dana, it is awesome to, to have you here on the podcast. No, oh, no, thanks very much, Sean. It's uh, good to chat. Yeah, and, and today's... Uh, probably going to be a bit of a different chat it's, it's not going to be as much footy as, as I'd probably like maybe that's a, a, a chat for another day um, but it, yeah basically that the Sandy Ball Parenting Podcast is about just exploring the world of parenting with with, with mums and dads from from all different backgrounds and, and I was really excited I think it was Michelle Cowan that, that connected us initially and, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to um, to diving into this with you and and I suppose yeah just to to kick off with with any new guests we always just get them to to just do a quick intro of themselves uh, tell us a, a little bit about yourself and 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 introducing the, the names and, and ages of your children too yeah okay well um I guess most people know me as the footy player and the mum as well so I've got a four-year-old daughter Alice who has been on the journey um with me with footy, obviously, since the start as well. She was only about four months old, five months old when I got drafted to the Dockers. Wow. So when the competition got announced, I've obviously been playing at the top level within um, Australian women's footy up until, you know, pre-AFLW, I guess, and playing in those ex- exhibition matches. Um, after I played in 2015 for Melbourne, after that exhibition game, um, a couple of months later, I found out I was pregnant. And then about around about that time or within a month or two, they announced that the AFLW was going to get up and running. So a pretty interesting time. Um, then I decided very much so when I was pregnant, I wanted to go back and, and try and get back into being drafted, essentially, into the AFLW camp. I, I wanted to be a part of it. I was, you know, wanting to work. So um, went back to running. She came a week earlier than expected, went back to running about four weeks after I had her and then played my first game of footy back in the state league comp when Alice was about five weeks old, which was insane. Um, and then, yeah, managed to string together a good enough tail end of the season, find some form in the final series and then got picked up in the draft of Fremantle um, in that uh, 2016 draft. So, yeah, Alice has um, very much been on the journey over football, like pre that and, um, all through AFLW, the AFL put a rule in the contract so she could travel um, with the team in that first season. So, because she was so little and, and obviously her needs as a baby and mine still to be as an athlete. So, she travelled with the team in the first season, which was pretty cool. Um, 
she got up her frequent flyers in that first year. Girls loved having her around. So I she's just grown up. She's just grown up with with me and and footy and being a part of it. You know, she's got thirty aunties, I guess. Um, <laughs> wherever she goes with whatever footy team, being with the Dockers before and now West Coast. Yeah. Um, but it's it's great. Like I love having her on this journey with me. Um, life's pretty busy in general. It's not just the the footy side of it. There's the work aspect as well that you add in as a female athlete. We still got to work too. So managing those roles as an athlete. And, um, your career side as well, and then juggling being a parent too. It it makes life busy, but um, it's pretty exciting. Definitely, that that is awesome. I'm I'm keen to to circle back to those those different roles as well. in, in a moment, just on on a side note, so you is that right? You five weeks after after giving birth to Alice, you're back playing footy. Yeah, so that was a wow. bit insane when I had her. Um, and she came a week earlier than expected. I was all wrapped about that because I thought that brought me an extra week to prepare for the draft. I'd had conversations with the, the doctors and the physios at the hospital that I had her about what my ambitions were. So I kind of jumped into the system pretty quickly with the women's health physios and said, this is what I want to do. Let, let's make it happen. And they were like, oh, geez, I think you're pushing it. Like, But I worked hard and managed to get myself in a space within those few weeks to be able to run and then just push the boundaries and, and play. Um, and it all went reasonably well. I was obviously in, in comparison to general standards, pretty deconditioned in terms of muscle mass and size like that. Like I was trying to train when I was pregnant and after that as much as possible. Um, with still running and, and lifting, but it's, you know, it's different to what you'd usually do because it's mm. your capacity is a little bit different. Um, but yeah, five weeks was five weeks was the, the time frame that I got back to playing. If there's if there's a story that that proves anything's possible, I, I think that might be one of them. Like that is that is awesome. I feel like if you just went to anyone on the street, and, and I can still remember that the story because it was quite big at the time, especially in in the WA sports space. And that's um that's awesome. Like that that is epic. Like and there's another part of me that really loves that story because it, it's someone um whether you're a mum or you're a dad, like following something that really gives you energy as well. And, and I'm sure that flows through um, to, to Alice in, in, in a lot of ways now too, I'm sure. And, and even on, on what you said around having uh, 30 aunties um, for, for Alice now with, within the, the football environment, I, I think we we're just talking before we, we jumped into the episode about the, the importance of, of having that support network, that community around them. And I mean, sporting clubs, footy clubs, I know in particular as well, are great for, for creating those environments for anyone, uh, old or young. So I'm sure that's, um, that, that's been pretty cool for, for young Alice too. Yeah, she loves it. I mean, she loves the opportunity when she comes into the club and all the girls get around her and they just, you know, they just love her and love having a part of her. And the club as a whole, both clubs at Fremantle and West Coast, they've really embraced, I guess, my situation. It's been pretty unique, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, at West Coast, I'm the only mum. At Frio, it was the, that way in the first season. In season two, um, there was a couple of girls that had kids as well. Um, they just sort of were there for that one season. So, uh, yeah, it's been a little bit unique in that, but the clubs have definitely supported me with having that different role to play as well. And they just, they just yeah, like I said, they just love Alice and they really um, accept her and bring her into the family and, and try and support me as best as possible with that. That's awesome. That's really cool to hear. And, and you, you mentioned there your unique situation. I'm, I'm curious, Dana, 
what roles do you feel like you currently play in life in, in this moment? What roles? How many yeah. things I'm juggling? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> so I work three days a week with West Coast. So I work within the community team there, um, just managing a few of the different contracts that we have going on there with BHP and Town of Vic Park and, and Female Academy, trying to build grassroots footy through that way too. I also work as an occupational therapist. So that was something I did um, and studied for and did for many years prior to, to footy. Um, I was working in that in the first sort of couple of seasons of footy and then when I shifted over to working within the football clubs, I sort of put OT on hold and I was working specifically just in footy. Then COVID hit, so I jumped back into some OT, but then the football started back up. So now I'm working, yeah, three days, uh, three days at West Coast, another two days really doing OT. Then we've got the obviously the footy side of it with training and all our training requirements. Through different times of the year, training looks a little bit different in terms of, you know, you're always training and your workload's always really high, but um, the contact time with the club changes throughout the year, depending. So we're about, we're in the high performance academy at the moment. So we're our contact time's only sort of two big nights a week, but we still train five sessions a week. Um, in three or four weeks' time, we start pre-season and then that'll mean we're back to um, five sessions a week. So we train every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night and a half day on a Saturday. So then you add in parenting on top of that um, and, you know, giving what time I have to Alice. She's at school, so that sort of knocks out the days anyway, but trying to manage that time when we get home and, and yeah, make it as quality as possible time. Um, and then obviously just roles of other roles being trying to have some, you know, maintain your friendships, your relationships. Family stuff, it's, uh, it's busy. It's, yeah, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? When we, we just take a moment to, to sort of reflect on how many roles are actually playing in life. I, I did this the other day. I was just reading this book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And, and there was just this exercise in there about listing down the different roles that come to mind. And they, quit, they add up quickly. Like you, you really, I think, sometimes can undersell yourself in terms of how many roles you do play, parent or not. Um, in my opinion, yeah. that's obviously a huge one in life um, that, that people, uh, yeah, can, can undersell, I think, sometimes too. And, and I suppose with that, tell me about some of the challenges you, you've faced as, as being a parent, being a professional athlete, um, having your, your day job as well, obviously to work with Eagles. Tell me about some of the challenges you've faced along the way so far in your parenthood journey. Yeah, there's been a lot of challenges. I think the first one I really faced was the feeling of mother's guilt. So I used to feel a lot of guilt. Um, I guess this expectation with myself and when you think about being a young parent and all that, you think about a lot of your time being with your child early on. and I've had a lot of quality time with Alice, but I was sort of with being drafted when she was so young and jumping back into a bit of work and all that. It initially challenged what I had set out. I thought that I was going to take, you know, nine months or 10 months off of work and just have that as being a, a mum for that period. I wanted to have that time full time with her initially. But then with everything that happened and jumping back into a bit of work and, and footy training after being drafted, it meant that um, I wasn't you know, initially I had to adapt to not being there all the time and having to get used to, you know, her um, being looked after by her grandparents and her parents and things like that outside of um, 
yeah, my other commitments. So I felt I used to initially really struggle. I would just be really excited to get home all the time, be rushing to get home because I felt I should be there. And it took a little while to adapt to um, just being comfortable that the fact that she's happy and she's well looked after and it's okay that I'm not there 100% of the time, I'm okay and she's okay. So that took a that was initially hard. Um, I remember in season one, it came to the last round of the season and one of the, um, one of the girls, um, our, our captain, well, at the time at Fremantle was Cara Danellon, she's now Cara Antonio. She got injured. Um, Chiara Bowers is one of the other players. She was injured with a long-term knee injury. I had the extra tickets to fly and to take Alice and a carer for Alice. And I got to the last round of the season and I wanted to offer them up to, so we could get a couple of those girls over that, that should have been a part of the trip, which because of the number of tickets available and all that. Anyway, long story short, it got to this point this night before we were flying out and I'd done the right thing by saying, Alice will be right. She can stay at home, you know, with her dad and grandparents and be well looked after. You girls take the ticket so you can be a part of this last trip. It's important for the footy club. It's important for the team. Then, yeah, the night before, I just had this bit of a little breakdown around dinner and they were like, what's wrong? And I was like, the idea of me being away for the next three days without her would have been the first time that had happened and it just didn't feel right. And then the club just went straight off the bat, no, not doing that. You're still bringing Alice as we usually would. We'll sort it otherwise to get the girls across. So... But uh, that was the first time I remember being like, I thought I was all fine with that stuff. And then the idea of being away for a few days was really, was really tough. And then, and then as this progressed, and I guess now it's become the norm for us over the last few years. And the older she got, the harder it became for her to travel with the team anyway. So mm. from season two onwards, she didn't travel with the team. I mean, getting a two-year-old, three-year-old on a plane and a 48-hour turnaround is just not good for anyone, let's be honest. So... She, she stays put with away games. But, yeah, the, the guilt side of thing, uh, things was initially quite challenging. I think just time management in general, you know, when you're getting pulled in so many different places. Um, and my personality is often I find it hard to say no to things and I've had to learn how to say no when, you, you know, you're getting asked to do lots of different things all the time. I guess what happens when it's coming out of your free time is not your free time, that's Alice's time. So I've had to get good at saying no to things that aren't crucial or important for the work or training or other things like that to make sure it never it doesn't take away from Alice's time. Um, yeah, and I just think you know you put a, you put aside the work and and the footy and all that. Everyone has their own context for challenges, but being a parent has some serious moments. You know, like eighty yeah. percent of the time is beautiful and wonderful, and twenty percent of the time it's can be really challenging you know they, they test the boundaries they test your patience they they're they're beautiful little devils when they want to be you know <laughs> totally totally thank thank you for um yeah thank you for being so so open and honest i just want to acknowledge you for that i think that's that, that's really important to to be able to sort of step out and and just reflect in that way as well and, and on that note how, how are you feeling right now in this moment sort of reflecting on on that journey on, on those challenges? Um, I think, you know, I talk about it a little bit now, I guess, you know, and different people ask different questions about that. Um, and look, I feel it's just been the journey that Alice and I have been on. And, and I always come back to making sure that the time that I do have with her, whilst it might look different to other parents and things like that, it's real good quality time. And I also take a lot of comfort in the fact that she's really happy 
with all the different people and all the different environments she's in and that she might not fully appreciate it at the moment but when she's a little bit older she's going to understand what this journey she's been on with me what it all means and and I hope that she'll she'll enjoy and she'll be proud of the role model that I've been for her um so yeah take a bit of comfort in that but no I'm mostly just proud of her and I in this it hasn't been easy and there's been you know lots of different changes of circumstances and things but but she's a good kid and she's adaptable and yeah it's it's a good story and it's a good journey for both of us totally it's it's an epic story it's it's it really is i think um in terms of i suppose going on from those challenges what what are some of the biggest parenting joys you've experienced as a parent so far big joys I think that there's a lot, you know, yeah. when kids reach these little milestones or they start doing new things every time you sort of just go, oh, wow, like these little people are pretty impressive. I, um, I remember her first day of kindy this year and she, I was a little bit worried. Like we'd spoken about her starting school and then all of a sudden in the weeks leading up, she was quite oppositional about the idea of going, it was, oh no, school later, later. And I was like, oh geez. Anyway, and then it was the night before and I was sitting there and I was packing her lunch and we were talking about it a little bit more and, and the school had sent a letter with a picture of the teacher and explaining a bit about the teacher to help the kids. And she just sat there and she started talking about her teacher's name, Mrs Davies. Oh, Mrs Davies, she likes the cat. I'm going to take my lunchbox. I'm going to do this. I'm going to meet the kids. And I sat there and I was like, this is going to be all right. And then the next morning she gets up, she puts the school uniform on, which in the coming weeks when I bought it, the previous weeks, she wouldn't put it on. She wouldn't even try it on. And I went, oh, no, this is going to be terrible. But Nat gets up the first morning of school, gets her school clothes on, ready to go. She's excited. The drop-off, like I think her dad and I were a little bit more emotional than she was. Like <laughs> she didn't care. She was the happiest kid. There, there was kids that were screaming and you know, wanting their parents to come back. And Alice is just sitting there like, this is the best thing ever. And I had this moment, I was like, one, how do I have a child that's in school already? And two, like, how good is this? So that was a definite proud moment and, and highlight and many different highlights that we've, you know, had along the way. Um, I just think, you know, it's hard to sort of pinpoint specific moments. That's definitely one of them. But I've just... I just really enjoy all the little things with her and it's not even when we're out and about, it's just at home and, you know, she'll do little things, say little things and just even when she just wants to come and and sit and have a cuddle and and she'll tell you something new and different. They're the things that I enjoy the most and and sort of sit with me a little bit more. The little moments, totally. That's that's really awesome. Like, and, and even what you were saying there around just being unsure of like, Alice going into to that next chapter of, of her journey. I resonated with that in a big way because I, I catch myself now. Like I, I feel like I'm getting better with it, but I resonate with that because I feel like I underestimate uh, Oscar's capabilities sometimes, if, if that makes sense in terms of like uh, assuming um, at times when at the end of the day, for example, one thing that comes to mind is, is we just did a, our first family uh, big trip together, big family trip together. We, we took a couple of weeks off and, and decided to, to get a, a camper and, and head up the, uh, the turquoise and coral coast of WA, which is, is absolutely beautiful. And, and, and it was such an awesome trip. And it was really eye-opening in that way as well because Oscar 
yeah, made friends with, with older kids, with younger kids. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I went into it thinking I was going to be babysitting him the whole time because he's, he's two, nearly three. But yeah, and, and I come out of it and I was just like, he is, he's so much more naturally capable and creative and, and resourceful than, than I think I give him credit for sometimes. And, and that was a, yeah, it was a really nice sort of moment to, to, to reflect on and, and realise as well. Um, how, how would you describe your, your parenting style, Dana? <laughs> oh, look, I think my parenting style is pretty flexible. Um, I think it changes a lot. Like I'm, I, it's hard to explain. I think naturally I'm a pretty straight down the line person, you know, with how I go about my business and have high expectations for myself. So I think sometimes that maybe projects a little bit onto Alice and, you know, I have high expectations for her in terms of how she just goes about her day-to-day things. But at the same time, I feel like, Jesus, she walks all over me. You know, I'm a bit of a, a bit of a pushover in that respect, which would be so funny for some of the girls that, you know, and people that I work with at the footy club, they see how hard down the line I can be about my training or whatever. And then there's Alice who just, whatever she wants, she kind of gets in a way. But no, uh, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm figuring it out as we go along. Like it, mm. it changes with, with time, but I just, you know, all I want for her is to be happy and, and healthy and, what things look like on a day-to-day basis and those little parenting things. I just want to put her happiness first, her health first, comfort, and make this as enjoyable, you know. And I reckon one side of it is I'm quite a casual person. So from when she was little and even growing up, I don't try and make things a big deal, you know. It's just casual, happy, and, yeah, yeah, I think that's, stress-free as possible with a bit with a busy schedule schedule sometimes it can feel a little bit stressful but yeah. i try and make it stress-free for her that's awesome just just enjoying the journey together that's really cool and and even what you said around it it's changing all the time i yeah i resonate with that that point in in a big way because it has changed so much and and one thing that comes up for for me I'm, I'm not sure about you but when i found out jess was pregnant i had this set idea that that i was going to be teaching oscar well we didn't know it was oscar at that point but i was going to be teaching this child everything how to do this how to do this how to do this and 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 it's amazing i i, I say it as as though i was i was put on my ass in in the first few months <laughs> i was literally don't argued by but by, by the world of of parenting because i I I realise that it's it's a two-way learning relationship. Like it's not just about me teaching Oscar. He has taught me more in the first couple of, of years of, of his life than I think I, I could have ever have hoped to have taught him. And and I'm curious as well from from your point of view, what have you learnt from Alice in, in her first few years of, of life? Time for a short reflection break. This is an opportunity for you to stop, take a breath and reflect on your past week as a parent. If you have a pen and paper near you, that's great. If not, simply use your phone or laptop. I want you to write down three things. First, write down one moment in the past week that you were proud of yourself as a parent. Second, Write down one area of your parenting that you would like to improve for the next week. Third, write down one moment from the past week where your child or children have made you smile. Be kind to yourself 
and enjoy the rest of the podcast. What have I learned? I've learned patience on a whole new level. <laughs> I think they test kids, you know, actually they can test your patience. And I think, um, yeah, that, that's probably a big one. I think learning to function sleep deprived is another one. <laughs> um, I think what you sort of reflected on before about how you underestimate their capabilities is, oh, I, I really resonated when you said that because there's so many times where she's just surprised me with how mature, how much she has understood, which you don't think that they do. Um, but I think all in all, like, she's probably softened me up as a person as well, which is good, you know. Uh, you need that and I guess just that, true unconditional love it sounds a little bit cliche but with your kids it is that you know through and through you you just accept and love them for who they are and and what that is and and you do anything to make them happy so yeah it's it's different to anything you'll experience and yeah, all those little cliche things people say to you before you have kids and whatever that you sort of if you're not a parent you don't totally understand but once you have your own or your child um it changes everything yeah, it changes the way, you know, you view things. It changes the way that you understand how other parents feel and, and respond and it's a different set of emotions at play, I guess. And I think you're yeah. kind of always a little bit on edge. When I say a little bit on edge, not in a bad way, but I mean a bit of a little bit of worry there because you care so much about them and they're these little humours that you're responsible for. And, yeah, that responsibility of making sure they're always happy, healthy, not, you know, you have to be so careful with them, you know, that they're not going to ever get injured or hurt or anything serious like that because these things happen. But then also, I guess, accountability for yourself too because without you in the picture for them, um, yeah, it can make life pretty pretty tricky. So there's a different level of care for yourself and making sure that you're healthy and, and not injured and not doing anything too crazy that could take you away from the picture too. So true. So true. When you were saying that, uh, a thought popped up from, I think it was episode two with with Jesse Parker. And and I think it was like the first line from a similar question, question. And she was just like, my personal growth curve has shot up since becoming a parent, because you're right. Like whether it's that extra responsibility, putting that extra time into having to develop yourself, like you you don't even have a choice. Like it, it just, you have to put in the time, and energy one way or another to, to develop yourself as a person to be able to, uh, I suppose, help this little person grow as well. And on, on their own journey, it's, um, it's, it has a huge impact, I think, on, on anyone's life. And everyone's journey is so unique, um, but there's some sort of impact there one, one way or another as well. And, and, and just on that, uh, what what parenting did did you experience as a child? So you mentioned there you're uh, both of Alice's uh, grandparents uh, are, are really involved and and supportive, which which I reckon is epic. Like I think that's 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 such a value add to to any parenting journey is is to have that that support as well. But what parenting did you experience as a child, and and what did you learn from from your parents? Yeah, I think my um, my parents, you know, like I mentioned, are heavily involved with Alice as a her other set of grandparents on her, on her dad's side too. Um, but from my parents growing up, my dad he um, he was a firefighter, so he worked in the fire brigade for nearly forty years, and he retired a couple of years ago and ran a business on the side as well. 
so I always grew up with having that strong role model of of parents who worked really hard um, and that was important and dad was probably the harder of the two mum was um, mum was she worked as well but she was mostly you know mostly stayed at home with me and my sister um, and she was the one mum was the one that took me to all my sport every weekend she was the team manager for every team you know did that extra thing she used to score and um, be the scorer in some of the sports as well like she really went above and beyond um, with my sport and schooling for me and my sister as well um, and how that looked. And I think, you know, one thing I always think about and people talk about with athletes and all that with their, with their parents, the impact that they had, but I never really had much pressure from my parents on anything to do with sport. They just always encouraged me to, you know, to, to go and to be a part of it all and just, you know, do my best and things like that. There was never any pressure or any expectation around that. They're both quite cruisy in their own right. Um, so I think that's definitely rubbed off of me with being a little bit more casual and flexible with things. Um, but I like that style. I think that's definitely rubbed off. And I think about when I reflect on now being an athlete and the impact that they had on me. And then because people ask a lot of questions about Alice now, like, you know, is she going to play footy? Is she going to play all these sports now? What are you going to do? And I'm like, you know what? I, I don't really care what she does. As long as she's passionate about something and she's enjoying what she does, that can be anything. So we are chatting about before we got on, I'm just sitting in the car at the moment. She's in a dancing class. I mean, I am not a good dancer. She's decided as a little one, she wants to do dancing and get into dancing classes. So she's in there now. Um, but yeah, it's what she enjoys. It's what makes happy. And I just think that's rubbed off from my parents onto me is just making sure kids are happy and doing what they're passionate about and what they enjoy. And what that all looks like doesn't really matter as long as they're doing it and they're happy. So that's rubbed off. Um, yeah, hardworking in terms of, yeah, the, the role models my parents have played in that one. And, yeah, just sort of really working hard over the years to set yourself up well. I think that's something that I always strive towards that's come from them. And I want to set that example for Alice as well. Um, and my mum, I think I probably don't acknowledge this enough, but she's a pretty hands-on person and, and quite an ambitious person with what she does as well. And I reckon I've definitely gotten that from her and how I go about my business. So when I say hands-on, I mean like full-blown house renovations. Like it doesn't matter, you know, if you gender stereotyping what we what you do as a female and male. Like my mum crushed that stereotype with how she goes about her business from work and she'll do all the hard stuff. She's up the ladders doing all the things that, you know, maybe at her age now she shouldn't be doing, but crushes that and does all the hands-on things. And I've definitely got that from her. And like now with Alice and the things that she takes interest when I was renovating my house and whatever, I get a paintbrush in her hand. She's painting the walls. She's sanding the walls. She's doing all those things. She comes and helps me when I mow the back lawn and whatever. She's behind the lawnmower with her earmuffs on having a crack as well. So I like that that's all been passed down too. That's epic. That that is epic. I, I hope I hope your mum has has listened to this at some point. I, I reckon that acknowledgement is is awesome. Would be epic for her to hear as well. I think that we we can't. I don't think I've ever really said that too. So she's um. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So I'm just looking oh. my eyes peeled backwards to see if the kids are there. Oh, I That's reckon cool. it might be on. Might yeah, be, yeah, um, cool. Are, are you still happy to keep having a chat once? once yeah. Are you happy to? I'm just getting out the car to walk and. Um, That's cool. I'll yeah. edit this this part and stuff anyway. That's, okay. that's all, all good. All right. This yeah. has been epic. Thank you, Dana. This this has been. Really cool. <laughs> all right. No, that's all right. Hang on a sec.
Um, might not be out yet. Feel like I'm there with you. <laughs> well, <laughs> and they're all coming out now. Still waiting. Uh, yes, you are trying to the corner, Maddie. You guys are calling. Yeah, 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 Oh, there she is. Hi. <laughs> we're, we're on a video call with someone. Alice, you want to say hi to Sean? Hey, Alice. Hello. Did you just have dancing? Should we go talk? We'll go, we'll go in the car and then we'll talk. Come on. Yeah, cool, cool. All right. Hang on. Give us a sec. All good. I'm surprised my little one hasn't barged in. I think he's watching Bluey next door or something. <laughs> Oh, no, not that Sean. Speaking of Sean, you know on the Bluey episodes how there's that Sean character that dad plays with a hand? That's what yeah. she's just related to. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. I get that a lot now. That's It, it was it was Sean the sheep, but I think it's it's Sean the, um, the emu now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hop in the car. Can you see? Yeah. What's that, Donna? What's he saying? Uh, hang on, put the phone down. We're just talking about you, really. Ouch. How was dancing? Oh, it's going good. Did you practice your dance for the concert? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get a drink. You didn't get a drink? Look. You got a sticker. Yeah, for being Alice's good day, it's a robot. <laughs> a robot. Being a good girl. Well, that's good. You're doing some robot dancing? No. No. Like a bebop. A bebop. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on, no, because listen, mummy's to talk. We're gonna set the camera up here. Hang on. All right. Thank you for being so accommodating with this Dana as oh, well. No, like that's it's, right. it's awesome. Hey, Alice. Just say hello. We're gonna talk like this, okay? Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Okay. So we're gonna and let mum talk, and then you have chances to talk too, okay? Yeah, of course. Hi. Now Sean's talking first. Then we'll talk. <laughs> she she can talk whenever. I'm I'm interested in in her thoughts on on the rest of this now as well. <laughs> but we'll get another we'll get another point of view in. Bye. Awesome, awesome. All right, on with we go. Awesome. As a as a footy fan, like I I, I consider myself a, a diehard footy fan. Played since I was little. Um, worked for the Footy Commission for a while as well. Um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm I'm absolutely loving um, watching that the AFLW as well. And and I suppose from your point of view, what changes have you seen in the AFL space? I mean, because you're working in it now through through West Coast as well. What what changes have you seen in the AFL space in in the time that you've been playing, and and what's exciting you in terms of the future as well? A lot of changes. I mean, the amount of growth within the last four or five years has been huge. And 
I think, you know, reflecting on my, when I first came into AFLW um, and what it was like, you know, Fremantle were really facilitating of, of the female team and coming into it, but there was just, it all happened so quickly and there was a lot of unknown and trying to work through that process. Hang on, Alice, we're listening first. Hang on a sec, hang on. There was, you know, there was just, wasn't the resourcing around the program that there is now. Um, and the challenges, like I remember when we first went to Fremantle and they were still based out at Frio Oval, um, the facility wasn't even big enough for the men's team and all the staff that were there, let alone adding in another women's team wow. and all the staff around that. So that was, you know, some serious challenges early, but then they quickly moved to their new facility at Coburn, which was great. And that, that was all then set up where they'd retrofitted part of the facility for that the female great team and all that. Yeah, it's incredible. But then on the other hand, with West Coast coming in later to the competition, they had a little bit more time to prepare for that. Yes, so their new, <laughs> so their their facilities, um, they were able to fit that all into the planning phase and build that in, you know, into the plans to have the female change rooms and and what it all looks like. But across the board, I mean, we share the same resources and and areas like in terms of gym and pools and and meeting rooms and everything like that as the men. So it's super inclusive. You know, it's all one big club. I feel like all the AFL clubs now across the industry, the, the women's teams are a part of the fabric now and every club wants one. Um, and now we're up to, what, 14? 14. Yeah, you're four, darling. Um, you know, there's 14 women's teams now and the other, the other teams are still trying to get their licences as well. Um, but, I mean, obviously that's just talking about the top end, but when you strip it back working in footy and seeing all the changes... Over the last five years with participation rates absolutely through the roof for young females. Um, and now there's a clear pathway, you know, from Auskick through junior footy. There's all the junior girls footy clubs. The girls don't have to play with the boys anymore. They've got their own teams. They've got their own standalone competitions. And the numbers are through the roof. Like every year we just see it growing and growing. And it's insane. And even now with part of my work and going out, to um, areas like Newman, Port Hedland, Kalgoorlie, and trying to establish a clear pathway, a clear pathway there. So the participation rates even there are going through the roof. But because of the resources within those towns and and what their footy clubs set up like, we can try and help pave a better pathway for the girls that are out there as well for their own standalone teams and competitions. But the it change has awesome. been huge over the last five years, and totally. I mean it's pretty exciting, and it's just going to continue to grow in this rapid rate that it is um but yeah the opportunities and it makes me really happy because and i always try and say this to all the young girls that i work with in the footy teams that the opportunities that they have available to them is just a different world to what i had and what i had is a different world to what the women before me had and i think you know you just got to acknowledge and be appreciative of this change that's happening for the better and um and for the girls i just always say use the resources use the opportunities that you have there take them when they're there because you're pretty lucky and it's only going to get better, but it's so great. And when you share stories about what it was in, you know, the junior days for me and the lack of opportunities and you even go further back than that, you know, girls, it's great. It's just great for the competition and it's great for young boys and girls all around. Totally. We're, we, we're in such an evolutionary time, I think, as well in, in that space. Like you're just flooding back memories of, of um, I remember when I start, started volunteering with the, the footy commission many years ago, it was with Alana Dickey when she was like the sole yeah. female football coordinator and, and what's happened since then, I mean, was, is huge. Like that was pre AFLW and, and even 
most recently I, I was working up in, in North, uh, Northwest and Western Australia in the Kimberley region, um, facilitating footy programs and that sort of thing up there. And, and, and was there when, when the first um, uh, West Kimberley uh, women's football league um, come about and like, the impact on the communities as well, like even just taking sport out of it is just huge. Like, like you said, it's, it's, and it's really, really exciting moving forward too. And, and for those listening, we've just had little Alice who's four years old. Are you four years old, Alice? You want to talk, Alice? Hang on, I'm trying to make sure I've got your head in it. We've just had little Alice join us. Alice, do you like watching yeah. mummy play footy? Yeah. Yeah, did, what what were you just doing? Were you doing some dancing? Yes. Yeah, you, you're getting ready for a concert, <laughs> aren't you? Yeah. What, what I do you... have to go to Amy's house tonight. Oh, yeah, you're having wow. a sleepover tonight. Sleepover. Wow. What what do you what do you think of your mummy, Alice? Uh, it will it's a wonderful day. It will cause she never go to dancing or just do something work. I love your input. I work and I go to bed. I love your input. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm not going to hold you up too much longer. I just want to ask your mummy a couple of more questions. Is, is that okay? A couple more questions and then we'll go home. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I always love this, this next question and, and because I feel like it can – it can really sort of uh, show some uniqueness for, for everyone and because everyone is so unique. And, and the question is, if you could transport back in time with one piece of parenting advice for your pre-parent <laughs> self, what would that one piece of advice be? <laughs> um, ooh. I think... I think the uh, you know what I would I wouldn't want to give myself too much prior to it because I think so much changes. Hang on, honey. Hang on, doll. It because I think so much changed and I learned so much along the way and things. You, I wouldn't want to do too much differently in in terms of how I've gone about things with Alice. So the only thing I would have said to myself is when all those people were telling you to enjoy your sleep. And enjoy those little moments that you get by yourself to really make the most of it because it, it changes, you know, and that it's not even, you know, when your kids, well, you know, this turns with Alice, when she's not even with me, you're constantly thinking about where she is, who's looking after her, when do I need to pick her up, who needs to be there, what's going on. So it, it consumes you all the time. And I think, that yeah, I think the advice to myself would be to, you know, just think about, um, that but you know i don't know i wouldn't i wouldn't give myself too much advice i think i've just enjoyed the journey the challenges that it's had in some ways all the great moments as well and then just figuring it out along the way that's part of the beauty of parenting everyone goes about it differently and has their own style and figures it out along the way and i don't think any piece of advice that anyone gives you is fully applicable because everyone has their own methods of, of going about parenting so so just, true just roll with it so <laughs> true you know i, I love that answer i love all the answers because they are so unique um to, to everyone but but no one you're the first one so far we're like 26 episodes in you're the first person so far that said you you wouldn't give yourself uh, any advice in, in that sense which i find really refreshing too i mean hindsight's a wonderful thing but how, how useful is hindsight at the end of the day 
as well. I, um, I just have, have one more question, and, and that, that is, what are you loving about parenting right now? What am I loving about parenting right now? Yeah. I am loving, Alice, we, we'll talk about you now. I, I'm loving that now that, you know, she's at school and um, she's starting to understand a lot more, you know, learning to write learning to recognize letters. She, she understands so much more. So we can probably have like higher level conversations and talk about things that like, this is a really cool phase of just being able to talk about more bigger things with her, which by bigger, I mean, you're not talking that big, but you can have conversations about things that you didn't think you'd be able to yet. Yeah. And, um, and like even Alice, what were we talking, Alice, what were we talking about last night when we showed pictures of, um, why do is she's asking why do you have toys in the background uh they're, they're for for my little boy oscar he's he's nearly three years old so they, these are his favorite toys at at his grandparents house his um, nanny and poppy's house do you have like do you have lots of toys alice so yeah. many so many toys so many i know i, I get a bit overwhelmed sometimes at, at all the toys <laughs> But I think that really just sums it up. Like you can just have a conversation now about yeah. things that goes back and forth and it's not it's not a constant you're just trying to explain how something is and whatever and not getting much. You can actually go back and forth with a conversation with her now and that's pretty exciting and just a level of understanding and knowledge is just growing. So I'm loving this part of, of parenting and, and just seeing her grow into this beautiful little girl and... And who's shouting at me as we say this? Yes, <laughs> it sounds like she's she's excited for for another one of the chats. We, we we always finish, Dan. You've been epic with your time. We we always finish with, with a segment called "Time to Plug Off," and and basically this this is just an opportunity um, for for those listening to just uh, if if you're open to them connecting with you, how can they do that? Um, if they've got any questions, uh, things like are you on social media and and, and yeah, what's, what's next for you guys as well? Um, yeah, no, I'm always happy to chat to anyone and, and whatever. Most people will usually will just send me a message on, on Instagram or something like that. That's probably the most accessible that I, yeah, either LinkedIn or, um, or Instagram. You can send me a message if you want to have a chat or ask me any questions. Awesome. Um, always happy to, always happy to respond where I can. What's your um, Insta, Insta handle was? Oh, it's just Dana Hooker 23, all one cool. word. And there's a nice little picture of Alice and I in our Eagles gear for it. So it should be easy to find. Awesome. Um, awesome. And um, as for what's next, well, it's a plat. It's a plat, yeah. Um, what's next is, you know, seeing how COVID plays out over this next period and hopefully it doesn't have too big an impact on, on our um, general plans going, going forward with uh, Alice's school and, Christmas break and, and my footy season and all that. Um, hopefully get away, what do we say, for a holiday, you know, a nice little family holiday. That's going to be a little bit tricky, so it might mean just going um, going up north somewhere. I'm pretty keen on taking Alice up north for a little bit at some stage. Definitely. It's beautiful. Well done. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Just taking it as it comes. Can't get too far ahead of yourself when you've got so much so much <laughs> going on and, and all that. But, yeah. um do what we do and, and manage things, whatever's thrown at us. This is, this has been awesome. I really appreciate that the time that you've, you've given up to, to have a chat and, and I hope you've got some, some value from, 
for, from the chat too. And, and I just want to wish yourself and, and Alice all, all the best moving, moving forward. Thank you for listening. Let us know if anything stood out for you during the chat. As the new pod on the block, it would be awesome if you look out for us and share this episode with someone that you think may be interested. While you're at it, why not head to our socials and share some love with a like, follow or comment. Keep an eye out for the next pod drop. Big thanks to Stilo Media for producing this piece of art we call Sounding Board Parenting. From our hearts to yours, we hope you're making progress on something that you love and makes you feel alive. Remember, this can go anywhere.